Welcome back to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Highline the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. My name is Son Edom, alongside somebody who did the chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog <laughs> macaroni on TikTok. You should go check it out. Hey, Tara Hokeshiro. Hey guys, welcome back. Good to see you. So how'd that go? He will not stop singing this song, you guys. It's, it's been just, a week. It's on a loop, and he's still singing the song. It's on, so last time we got together, we <laughs> talked about uh, Cardi B and the WAP and the challenge or whatever you want to call it that was on TikTok. And then we mentioned some of the other things on TikTok that have been trending. And my, one of my personal favorites is the ASL gal who uh, teaches us how to swear basically in sign language and talk naughty in sign language. Which, So if we were young and we got our mouths washed out with soap mm-hmm. because we said bad things. Right. So do we have to wash our hands if we sign bad things? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. So not only are we washing our hands because we sign bad words, but we also have to do it because of COVID. I'm waiting for the day when you sign a dirty word and somebody knows what you're saying and mm. they, they call Ooh. you out on it. <laughs> if, I remember at the end of the, if I remember at the end of the episode, I'll sign something that I've learned. Okay. And so, um, see but, if you get any responses, but, but, but I'll see if I do it, but see who um, knows sign language, but I might forget by the time we're done with this. Um, so anyway, so, uh, so I guess you never did the chicken no. wing. No, you still have only three. Uh, yes. Only three. Okay. Uh, well, you know, that's okay too. It's all right. I, every time I think about doing a TikTok video, I'm like, it feels overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I need to get into a, a rhythm. The rhythm is going to get you. It's enough just to keep up with Instagram. Facebook. Yeah, it is. No, it is. No, I like to, uh, like, if I have a few seconds to kill, then sometimes I'll, like, sit there and put it on. Because, again, there's few people, like the ASL girl and a couple others that I like to follow and see if they've updated new. Mm-hmm. So that's about it, really. Or, or then I'll kind of scroll through and see if there's anything new. But um, Or, like, maybe there's a song that uh, is trending, mm-hmm. see what new music that people are listening to, you know, stuff like that. But outside of that, which is kind of interesting because... Recently, I think it's still ongoing, but recently there was a lot of talk about TikTok going away uh, because well, the Chinese people. Away. I own think it or they're something. trying to take it. The um, they're trying to separate from China and have it controlled in the United States. And so that led a lot of people to try to get others to go to their YouTube or go to their Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about all these people who are TikTok? famous or whatever and tiktok goes away what happens to their precious <laughs> all of a sudden they're, they're no longer famous, famous anymore they're not relevant anymore they're not and relevant. so have they become schmeagles <laughs> and trying to keep this precious this tiktok so they can stay famous that's a good question where, where, how are they going to get their fix or are they going to be able to let it go mm-hmm. because oftentimes you can't just let something go if you're holding on to it so much and it becomes your precious and you become Schmeagle. If you don't know who Schmeagle is, he's a character from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. And basically he was a hobbit that was so consumed by a ring that it changed him from a hobbit to a grotesque-esque type character. And all he was was consumed with this ring that he called the precious and he would kill anybody or do anything he had to to keep the precious. And so his name was Schmeagle, and thus you become a Schmeagle if you're holding on to something that's consuming you so much. And for a lot of people, it could be something like a TikTok or any number of things, really. Mm-hmm. 
like an identity or a job or, you know, whatever it is that you identify with and you get your fix from? What, right. is, what is your Schmeagol? Mine is probably the show. Mm. Perfection. As you know, as you uh, well know, yeah. the backdrop behind us is a huge uh, perfection thing. So if I go like this and, yeah. and like move it out of line with that. I will be looking for a new co-host <laughs> for next show. He gets his tape measure, his, you yes. know. No, but I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's, I guess it's a work ethic too that can be all consuming. I mean, when I'm uploading stuff on Instagram even or taking pictures for it or whatever, there is a OCD-esque type obsession with perfection mm-hmm. when it comes there. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to doing the show, there's like an OCD-esque type perfection. Although I've kind of learned that, you know, dealing with you, I have to let a lot of it go. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, so again, but, that, but, but it gets to the point where it becomes so finite that people are, uh, think it's a negative thing mm-hmm. because of that, you know, perfection. Um, so that would probably be mine. If I'm putting something out there. So do you have, do you feel negative or do you feel like, what do you feel if it's not up to um, standards? Well, then it's bad and I don't want to put it out there. You know, there's been some things that we've done in the past, shows that we've done that I've gone back, edited them and listened to them. I'm like, oh, we should even put that out there. But I do it anyways, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, you know, it's out there. It's not about me. You know, I have my standards. It's about, you know, I mean, and I'm not talking about like, I'm just talking about the look of the show or maybe stuff I've talked about or how it's gone or, you know, afterwards I think about many things that could have mm-hmm. been said mm-hmm. that would have been better to describe what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Did that even make sense? How's the logistics look? Although I must say that beach episode that we did, that two-parter, <laughs> that was so perfect. That, that was so perfect. So, the sunset, you yes, know, and the so everything was beautiful about those, it, that two-hour, yeah. two-hour episodes, 41, 41 and 42. 42 were amazing. And that's where, um, and that's when it reaches that, then I know there's a satisfaction and a gratification mm-hmm. that hard work paid off. Yes. And you know, there's a, like a theory or like a, I think it's just a a common, like in the book world, in the music world, in the movie world, like there are hits, people have hits and then they have ones that are not, not necessarily duds, but just didn't go over as well, Mm. you know? And I think that the strength comes in writing out those not so wells. And then when you get like, you know, the hallelujah chorus that I like to say, it makes it all worth it but you have to get through those you're not going to get to those pinnacles unless you really struggle in the valley and going up the hill and see we did here's an example so we did the beach thing Mm -hmm. and it turned out really good we had taped one prior to that (laughs) that we were going to use and it was a train wreck it was you're talking about the one at the beach yeah the one at the beach yeah the one at the beach so we didn't use we couldn't use it right it was a train wreck because we actually had three that we were going to do at the beach because um there was going to be a third week where we just needed a third episode and so um we had a lot of issues and i wasn't gonna I was I was thankful because I played you the audio and the audio was like this echo and it was really bad. I'm like, we can't use this. I was so thankful when I heard the echo. I'm like, great, we can't use that because to me it was so bad. And you even made the comment when we got done. The, the umbrella goes flying and we just kind of carried on. We grabbed it and carried on. And you're like, man, I'm proud of you that you didn't even like have a meltdown over that, you know, because I was like, dude, this is such a train so wreck. So they were, yeah, because so, so we had planned to do three hours at the beach and the first hour about halfway through, 
um, something happened. The I don't know if we lost a signal or I don't remember what it was, but we had to stop recording. So um, he's, you know, throwing a fit a little bit. And I said, look, why can't we just edit it together? But that doesn't go well with his standards of putting out a quality show. And so, um, but he agreed. So rather than having to start completely over, so we kind of started in the middle and he's like, I think I can splice it together this way. Well, in the meantime, between those two half hours that we recorded in order to have the one hour show, there were umbrellas flying, there were surfers, the wind was crazy. The, um, there was people like, uh, you know, there was like these surfer peoples that had the, I don't know what it's called, but they had like the the balloon thing and then they had the surfboard and then it was like they were hydroplaning and then they were holding it was crazy they were doing all this stuff all around us and then of course at the very end um when we checked it then there was this major like echo so we couldn't even use the so it was a whole wasted hour but he was very glad because there are too many too many things to have to edit and negotiate and and so that's the difference. So the difference is for me to put out something like that, which thankfully I got saved from, to um, the second one then, the second two, which yeah. was the two-hour part two-part, yeah. you know, that kind of paid off. And so that's the, that's the difference. It's like for me, and that's my my precious, my schmeagle, you know, makes me a schmeagle because you've seen, you know, it makes me become this, you know, neurotic, crazy creature mm-hmm. um, that's just consumed with, you know, having this thing be perfect. My job is to keep things calm. Yes. And I do a very good job at that, by the way. You do. You do. (laughs) Unless you're the one that's causing the non-calm. That's another story. No. But so, so that's for me, that's what it is. It's, it's trying to put out that perfect thing, that perfect little detail, that perfect little post, whatever it is, because I want it to, to fit and everything and everything in my mind, because it doesn't always come across, but in my mind, if it fits, so, like, when I post something on Instagram, it'll be a picture or two or three, and then I'll have a music, some sort of theme to match what I write. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of thematic in a way, mm-hmm. thematic. And then when I post it on my Instagram story, there'll be something kind of additional to it. It'll be a different song, but it'll be some more that kind of adds to it. So, when you take it all together, then you're going to have something bigger than just a picture. Okay, and that's just how I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it has to just all fit. So there'll be sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll be playing the same song over and over, just trying to get the right fit because you only have 15 seconds to add the song. So it has to be just the right fit. It can't the end of the 15 seconds can't just cut off. It has to be a nice flow. It has to just sound. And I'll be sitting there for 30 minutes trying to get just that perfect little point mm-hmm. two of a second, right? So it fits. And people around me are like going nuts because they're hearing this thing over and over and over and over and over. Or if I'm editing the show, you know, over and over, it's the same thing, you know, trying to get stuff in there to just make it sound, you know, perfect. And so, um, so that's probably for me, that's the one thing. It's like kind of like that perfection, uh, being that getting it right and getting it so that there's no, I don't want to say imperfections because I want to be natural, Yeah. but so that it's just presentable. Mm -hmm. And so when people see it, they can be like, wow, he takes pride mm-hmm. in the work that he does mm-hmm. and puts out a worthy product. I get that because I'm, I'm that way when I, um, most of the time I would say in my writing, if I'm going to put something out, like in my blog, I try really hard to make it um, something that I don't just write it and then, you know, put it out. I want to make sure that it's worthy of um, me being a writer. I want to make sure that it's that it's right and that it's um, that it flows. And depending on the subject that I'm, I may have, you know, two or three people read it, you know, multiple times over and help me edit it. But 
most of the time it's just me working on it and I can tell when it's ready and when it's not. Um, but yeah, I'm very particular about that. Um, my art, you know, as well. And I, I don't, I'm not a, like a, um, using Instagram and Facebook is like an effort for me. It's a, it's, it's a major effort. Like I, I overthink the crap out of everything. And so, um, I get very like, um, tied up when I have to post. And so I came up with this like structure that's easier for me. So I'm like, okay, I have, I have a six, I have a pattern of six things. And so one is the blog, one is the videos that, that we do to promote the show. One is a, um, like a character trait. Um, another one is me just like a picture of me. Um, another one is my cartoon girl. So I have these like six, um, categories that I post in and I post them in order. So if you look at my Instagram page, you'll, there's like lines of (laughs) structure, (laughs) there's lines of structure. Right. And so if I get stumped on like, say for my blog, if I can't get the blog, um, right. Like with you, with your, you know, posting the show or posting the videos, if I can't get it right, I will not, everything stops. And a week might go by and I'm still working on the blog and I don't post anything. And then I start getting these messages. Hey, <laughs> are you okay? I haven't seen you. I'm like, no, I'm still stressing over this one. I can't let it go. It's got to be perfect. Then I might post like three in one day because I'm behind. Right. But that, but yeah, so I do, I do figure, you know, try to, um, make sure that in, even in a post, if I'm writing something in a post and I want it to be very poetic or very, um, profound. Yeah. I will take the time. And if it's not ready, it's not ready. And everything stops until it's ready. And it may be two days or it may be two weeks and, and nothing's getting posted because, because I have to do it in order. Right. I can't see, get out of order. See, I used to do that. <laughs> and then I figured, you know what, I'm just going to have it. Let it I'm just going to let it rip. I so can't, I can't do it. I just, it doesn't right. like, because I used to have that. I used to, I have, have, to have that structure, the, but then, but then there'd be times because for me, there'll be times where I'm inspired differently that day mm-hmm. and I might not want to post what's supposed to be that day. So for example, mm-hmm. back in months ago, like Tuesday, no Thursdays, I'd post a clip of, of our show mm-hmm. on my personal page and just to kind of promote the show and stuff. And so then I thought, okay, well maybe by doing that, we're taken away from our other page. So I'll stop doing that. And be, but so I kind of go through that. But then there's like days where like, okay, so on Thursday, I'm more inspired to post a picture or something different mm-hmm. than maybe a clip of us or something. So I kind of got rid of, because I used to be like that, but I kind of got rid of that structure mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm just not inspired to post that thing for the day. And so, so I've, yeah, I've trained myself yeah. to get around that oh, because, yeah. because, because I was running into yeah. that too. I'm like, shoot, today's cartoon girl day right. and I want to post, you know, yeah. this. And so I, I'll let her do the speaking of whatever it is, or I will, I've, I've learned how to use the, the structure to whatever it is that I'm inspired by, but it has to go with that, whatever day it is. It's got to go with that picture or that. And if it truly doesn't fit, then I'll write it down and then like, okay, when that day comes, I'll use that. So it reminds me of, I think there's several, obviously several examples, but I think there was in the movie, The Saint with Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue, mm-hmm. where he's kind of a spy, mm-hmm. thief, no, thief, I guess he's more of a thief. And he's trying to steal the formula for cold fusion or whatever. Well, there's a scene, one scene in there where he's in, I guess, the president of Russia's bedroom 
trying to warn the president of Russia that the troops are having a coup. And he stands there and he's wearing a sweatshirt, like not sweatshirt, but like a, you know, a sweater or whatever. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and they had to look high and low and all over the place because I don't know if it was Val Kilmer or the producer, director, mm-hmm. whatever, but they wanted a certain look because that look was going to make that shot. Okay. And so they had to find this one specific thing. And it happens all the time. I remember listening to a conversation we had in a radio show I was working on with uh, Kevin Costner. And he was talking about how a lot of people will sit there and they'll enter a room. The shot might call for them to enter a room. Mm -hmm. And so people just enter a room. But he's like, no, how do you enter the room Mm -hmm. is going to set up the theme, the mood, the shot, everything. Mm -hmm. There's like purpose and intent to everything. Mm -hmm. And everything feeds off of it. And sometimes it's just the one littlest minute detail that can make or break something. And that's kind of the mindset that I carry over. So I think I'm mm-hmm. kind of brilliant because I'm on the same mindset as Kevin Costner. But, um, but you no, are the great you know, son. I am the great. That's I, had right. to, I had to pay my dues. That's Sorry right. about the, the advertising. I am the great. I you gave me that one. Dues today. But no, but so, so, so there is that. And so that's kind of like for me. And that's why I get so sometimes consumed by it because, and, and even like now when I kind of looking at you, I can kind of see the wavy background and other people might not notice it. I'll point out things like I never even noticed that, but, I figured, okay, it's better to have the cooler temperature in here so we're not roasting and have a little wavy background that hopefully people don't see or notice than, you know, to, you know, have you melt down like the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the whatever <laughs> that was melted in The Wizard of Oz. I um, would have a meltdown if you didn't have the air on right now. And I actually turned it on like way early so it'd be like icebox in here yeah. when it came in. But so, um, <laughs> but so that's the type of thing. It's, it's, it's like that. So a lot of people might think it could be like an OCD or some sort of issue. Others think it's just, you know, wanting to perfect your craft, you know? Uh, so there could be many things. I'm sure shrinks would have a, a field day trying to analyze my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's what it is. And like you've said, you've seen, um, where at times that can turn me into somebody who I'm not, but it's because, and maybe in a couple of years, and you probably haven't even seen what I can really become <laughs> when I don't get that perfection, right? Because I try <laughs> to keep it a check because, you know, you're around, but it can it can really become a consuming thing. Was other areas, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm not that, per- I don't have that perfection. So it's not an OCD in life, but it's just that perfection at that one, on that one kind of area of life. Mm-hmm. You know, because other areas, you know, I don't pay that attention to detail as much or care. But in that one area, I do. Well, it's understandable. I mean, because anytime we put something out into the public sphere, we're being judged. And so a lot of times people don't separate, like we were talking in the last show, you know, about, you know, Michael Jackson, he was a brilliant artist, but then he was, you know, you know, allegedly a bad guy, you know, in his personal life. And how do you, how do we, you know, deal with that? And how do we, and I think that's the duplicity of being a human being um, is that we're just, we're not perfect and we're always striving, you know, for something. But I think, when we create art and we put something out in public and we know that people are going to judge it, it becomes a different animal. And the first time that I published a book, I was, I was like having these thoughts like, Oh my gosh, um, this book is going to be sitting on someone's coffee table and I'm not going to be there to, to defend it. And so it's got to be right. It has to be, um, like quote unquote perfect in and of itself because it's going to go out in public and it's going to walk around on its own and I'm, it's going to be, I'm going to be judged as an author um, on the integrity of this book. And that's a scary, it's a scary thought. It's exhilarating on one hand. It's, it's, it's exhilarating 
to put something out on the internet or to get a book published or, you know, make a podcast. But on the other hand, you just know going in that like there's at some point there's going to be pushback and um, it's a natural thing to want to make it as best that we can. But I think that line is for all of us is, you know, do we separate our work from our worth as a person? And if it doesn't hit that mark, are we thinking to ourselves, okay, on this particular one, I didn't hit the mark or am I just not, should I, you know, am I not good enough in general? And when people make that leap, I think that's when we get into trouble. There was somebody that I came across connected with on social media who recently, I guess, started to pick up painting again. And so it was actually really good. I mean, she had, she showed me through pictures that she had the original picture and then she had her painting and the painting was, um, you know, a, a bit, I think 18 by 24 or something like that. So it's, so it's like, so like she would have a picture this size of a two steps ahead podcast <laughs> and then she'd make an 18 by 24 following this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she showed me the, and so she put some stuff on uh, progress on Instagram TV, you know, or brushing and stuff. Well, then showing the final project, and she was obviously more critical of the painting mm-hmm. because we all are. Mm-hmm. But it was actually really good. And so I was trying to encourage her, be like, "Hey, it's really good. It's really good. You know, it's it's good." And then it goes into well, she was explaining that somebody else, uh, an artist friend, because she did it and then sold the painting, but she felt like she undersold it. Mm. And thought my, she could have gotten more, but she wasn't sure. She wasn't, like, really confident in herself. And then she started comparing herself to another artist. Mm-hmm. And the other artist was making more money off of her paintings. And the other artist was, like, really good. But the other artist had been doing it forever. She was just getting back into it. So, you yeah. know, it takes a while to get your craft going again if, you're, if you've been off of something. Right. You know, and, and I don't know what the extent, you know, of this person I'm talking about, what her artist expertise or experiences she could just be starting out for all i know but anyway so then she started becoming self-critical and it was like okay first off you gotta check yourself and that's what i try to do too is check yourself as to where you are in your journey too Mm -hmm. so for example if you're starting out like okay you write your first book and it's a certain way okay then let's say you write your second book now you want your second book to be better Mm -hmm. than your first book if it's worse than your first book and and i'm not talking about reception mm-hmm. i'm talking about the work you put into it mm-hmm. then you probably have an issue you know you probably didn't care whatever but if you put your work into it so that you made it better you improved your your writing skills you improved the layout you improved everything okay the reception is is a different story that's what i'm talking about if you are sitting there and you're doing something it depends on first off where you're at you know when i first got into radio i wanted to make sure that i was perfect from the beginning but I had to realize that's going to take me some time to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I would try all these different things, these different techniques and these different ways of delivery and trying to present the music and all this stuff to try to see what fit mm-hmm. and what worked. It's like anything, you know, you pick up a guitar and you can learn how to play the guitar and you take lessons, but most good music teachers are going to tell you, you have to get your own style, mm-hmm. your own technique. Mm-hmm. So when you write, when you, you know, in radio, when you talk, whatever you do. And so that's what it was. So for me now, being at this stage in life, I've been doing it long enough that the expectation on myself is higher than what anybody else could demand of me. And that ex, uh, expectation grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. Put out more, put out more, put out more. And not because cause it gives me a not complacent right. you know, drive. Right. And I think in that, we also have to make sure that we're not comparing our 
first book to somebody else's 10th book or our first season of podcast to someone else's, you know, 1000th episode. Like we have to be real about where we are. So striving, you know, to be better and to do our craft is a really great thing, but then not taking it too far and saying, okay, well, I'm not, you know, look at that person. I'm not good enough as that. So therefore, and we have this tendency to like, you know, make it all one thing. It's like, I am my art. And if my art isn't good enough, I'm not good enough. And there has to be a separation there. There, there it can't be. I mean, obviously we're creating the art, but we also have to be bigger than the art. We also have to understand that there's skill sets that have to be, um, practice, you know, just like an athlete, they do drills over and over and over and over again right? And to, to prepare for the event. And so we have to understand that in our art that we're doing the same thing as we're preparing and we may not hit the mark. There's shows that we've put out. I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't like that one at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, but, um, we put it out and we keep going because that's how you learn. And it takes a strong person to be able to stomach putting out subpar material, but that's the only way to learn. That's the only way to progress and so there's this thing that people are like, oh, I'm not good enough yet. Well, the only way to get good enough is to start doing it and to see what works and what doesn't work. And that means sometimes you put out things that are crappy or, you know, subpar. And that doesn't mean that you're shouldn't be doing what you're doing. It just means that you need to put in more practice. That's a hard, um, especially if we're like perfectionists or insecure in any way or um, whatever. That's a really hard pill to swallow. It's very, very difficult to get over that hump. I remember Tiger Woods, the golfer, at the, the peak of his success, or thereabouts, went out and completely changed or redefined his putt game, mm. his short game. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, why? Well, because it was his desire to get even better mm-hmm. than what he was you know, before. Okay, And so that's the idea behind it. It's like take what you got, but can you always get better? Can you always improve? Can you make something better? And for him, obviously, it was to, I guess, compete at even a higher level than what he was already doing. Mm-hmm. And he was already probably at that time the best golfer. Uh, not so much anymore, but at that time. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that's the thing. And I think that's what, what – and I think there's some goodness to that. So people that are like that, if it's in check – like I think I have a healthy balance in a way with it because it's only confined to the work that I do that's called – this, you know, podcasting, the media, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that I do, uh, you know, on my Instagram page, I'll put out, which is just, I don't really put a whole lot of like really critiqueness into it because it's just a fun thing I like to do, but the Sunday night brew pictures or the things, mm-hmm. cause that's just more of this. I just want to have some fun with it and, and, ex, and kind of share the, the backstory to brewing companies and the history and brew. Have you gotten any stuff. feedback from the brewing companies? I've gotten a couple likes and a couple, Hey, thank yous. And a couple, you know, things like yeah. that. But, but I do it, but that I do solely for me. Mm-hmm. So the content, um, isn't anything. It's just me wanting to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. But, Here's where it comes in. I'm always sitting there watching those things and I'm listening to the audio and I'm like, wow, the audio is, it's just your normal iPhone audio, you know, mm-hmm. so everybody's used to it, right? But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking that the audio is just bad, you know, the, the quality because mm-hmm. you got this great camera phone, right? Supposedly, mm-hmm. but the audio is just really bad. So now I think I'm going to have to get some sort of adapter mic to put on it so that when I do the videos, the audio is better. 
See, yeah, and, let and, and me that's know. Just something, and that's just something going. See, yeah, I thought the same thing when I was doing my videos. Yeah. And I actually purchased a couple of mics that so you can get them. They're wireless. You put them on your lapel. You know, some of them are connected hardwire, so you can only walk so many mm. feet away. But then you can also, and the two that I purchased were awful. And I was so mad because my the videos that I did last year, um, same thing. I was like yelling because I'm right. like, the camera was way over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I had to talk really loud. <laughs> And then it has this like weird echo. It's not like a stable yeah. boom, you know, thing that you have with the microphone. So, yeah, I get it. I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. And I'm always dissecting like my work. Like, how can I say this better? How can I? And when I write sentences, um, mostly in my blog, most, I mean, I should say all the time in my blog, mostly in my posts. Sometimes I get a little bit lazy in my posts, but I try really hard to practice my writing, even if I'm writing two sentences clear, concise, to the point, profound, pithy. Like I try to make it a cadence, right? And it's like a game and I, and I that I play. And um, I'm always like, how can I say it with fewer words? Okay, I have this two sentences. How can I take eight words out and make it that, that much more, you know, punchy? So it's, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and we can, and you can go in there for days. Yeah. Like, but that's just something for me that I just started that had no intent except to just – and it started before the lockdown because I'd go to a different restaurant and just pick something off their menu and say, hey, I'm here at this restaurant and here's the beer and this mm-hmm. is what it is and that was it. And then when the lockdown occurred, it got a little bit more in-depth with uh, the backstory to the breweries and the history and stuff. But again, it was just designed to just be something fun. Which I think is cool. Do. The backstory of the beers is so fascinating. If you've never watched his, you know, and Sunday so, night beer brew. It's Sunday night brew. Sunday night brew. It's very. But the intent was nothing more than just to do it. But even in that just, I'm just going to do it for the sake of doing it. I still can't. I see that. I'm like, well, the audio, the audio, the audio. And now I'm finally to the point where it's like, okay, I, I got to fix this. Mm-hmm. And so again, so I think there's a little bit of, so it's concentrated is my point. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, to me, people might think maybe it's unhealthy. I don't know, but it's concentrated to just a certain area. So I think that's okay mm-hmm. because that's, you're that's developing fine. your craft. Yeah. But then I think also too, people have to realize, because I do do this too, is you have to have some compassion on yourself to realize that, okay, where I'm at, what I'm doing. Cause you know, the video component, the video aspect, I mean, you've, you've seen us when we record these things doing the video aspect, it's not a strong suit of mine, but I'm learning it as we go. And so sometimes there's some learning curve to it. So I give myself that uh, when it comes to some of the video aspects. There were some video shows that I would uh, – a show that I would edit when I was uh, working at the college last fall, uh, which would have been fall of 19 on a show. And I was learning green screen and stuff. And, and myself was – I was hard on myself because I was doing it for another student. But – um, I was also had to have a learning curve mm-hmm. of how to light the green screen and all this stuff, you know? So again, so you have to keep a healthy perspective of where you are in the process, mm-hmm. but I also use it as a drive to continue to get better and not become complacent. Mm-hmm. So, so the Schmeagle guy, where was his, so for context that mm-hmm. we can learn from, where was, where was the turning point from him that it went from? about the ring that it just turned him into like this obsessive, like, well, for, for the, the difference is it became all consuming all the time. And so if you are all consumed about something, maybe a relationship, maybe it's easy to get consumed over an ex. Mm-hmm. And so you cyber stock them, you check them out on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, TikToks, whatever you drive by their places back in the old days, you know, you used to call them up before <laughs> caller ID, right. And you can call them up and you know, stuff like that. So true. And so, you know, you become this all obsessed thing versus, okay, um, one component of your life, like in my case being my product that I put out there, 
consumes me for perfection. I think there's the difference because with the character, he was all consumed his entire life and that's all he cared about. All he wanted to do was possess that thing. And of course, in the possession of it, you know, and again, you got to watch the movie to really get into it, but there's that, that ring had something. It would turn people evil was mm-hmm. the point. So it had to be destroyed because it was an evil turning thing. Not everything we do is going to turn people evil. Uh, so there's a little bit of a difference in the story, but, but that was his all consuming thing. So if we're not all consuming, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, alcohol, beer, for example, take the beer analogy. Someone asked me one time, well, don't you consider yourself an alcoholic? Because you see, it seems like you consume a lot of beer. And it's like, well, that's just kind of the online persona, you know, because I really don't, because it doesn't control me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times where even when I do the episodes, I don't even drink the beer because I'm on location or someplace. So two weeks could go by and mm-hmm. I don't have anything. Right. So again, it doesn't consume me. I control it. It doesn't control me. And so that's, I think, where the key is. If you can control it, and even for me with my uh, obsession with perfection, I still have control over it to a certain degree. You know, most of the time mm-hmm. it doesn't consume me. I don't sit up late at night thinking about, oh, that edit or oh, this or oh, that while I'm doing it. Yes. But once I'm done, then it's done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the difference. Is it all consuming? Are you cyber stalking your ex? Are you looking on their Instagram pages? Are you checking out their new boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever? Mm-hmm. Now it's becoming all consuming. Mm-hmm. Your job is it becoming all consuming or can you leave it at the office? Um, whatever it is that you're involved with, if it's consuming you night and day, and has control over you, then you probably have the issue. Mm-hmm. If you can control it, now a lot of people think they can control what's controlling them, obviously. So right. again, we're getting down a whole different right. avenue. <laughs> but again, I'm talking about more of the you know day-to-day type you know things that might uh, consume us. Um, so again, that's to me, to me, that's what the definition is. I can control it. It doesn't control me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, um, and I think in, in, my writing, I guess I wouldn't say that that would be my Schmeagel either. I am very, um, I am very like you. I'm very like when I'm doing it, it's got to be right or it's not going anywhere. How about, okay, how about this? We've talked about this several times and we talked about it in our last episode, you know, women's looks. How about your vanity? Is that a Schmeagel? Are you consumed with the way you look? Because you've talked about it. before you used to go into places dressed to impress the ladies you would scope them out, look them up and down, like I guess women do. They check each other out with mm-hmm. their way and stuff. And so it becomes, and then like I think you even said in the last episode, um, you dress, or in an episode's past when we talked about getting dressed up for the club, whatever, you dressed up not to impress the guys, you're dressed up to impress the other ladies. We, yeah, as women, that's just what we do. It's a sad reality, but because guys are easy. Like, you don't really have to try very hard. You just smile nice. You're polite. You do, you know, do the basic stuff and they're impressed, right? Um, women are a little more difficult. And so we do. We compare each other and we size each other up and critique each other. And it's sad, but that's what we do. Um, whether we want to admit it or not, we're always, you know, seeing. And, and really what we're doing is seeing if we're measuring up to everybody else and seeing if we fit in and... um. Yeah. So it's about, so yeah, I have talked about it several times and I do, um, that was a huge, that was my Schmeagle for many, many, many years. That was my Schmeagle because I didn't really have, um, much else going on. I had a lot of, uh, I was a, I was a mess. (laughs) I, let's just just say it. I was just a mess for a lot of years. Um, yeah. (laughs) So, 
yeah. And so that became my Schmeagel. That was my defense mechanism. That was my way of coping. That was my way of, um, you know, moving about the planet was like, as long as I'd look good, then it didn't matter if my life was a mess or if I didn't have a lot going on on the inside or if I was insecure or, um, felt like I wasn't very smart or whatever. It just kind of completely covered everything up. As long as my hair was done, I had the right makeup on, I had the right clothes on. Um, that was my, my cover up, my defense mechanism. And I would plan, you know, it, a lot, I would, you know, look at other people, look in magazines or go shopping. Like, um, I would worry about, you know, for going somewhere, like everything had to be just right. Everything had to be perfect. And now I kind of don't care so much. (laughs) Well, well, that's important because again, that type of thing, I mean, body weight, okay. Body weight uh, can be a significant thing for a lot of people, especially women. But I know, you know, during this COVID thing, you know, prior to it, I'd lost 50 pounds or something like that. I've gained a lot of it back since, and I've kind of kicked myself for that. But then I also try to keep things in perspective and say, okay, you did it once, you can do it again. So I'm not obsessed or, or anything like that about it. I just got to redo the work. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, you get into body imaging and it becomes an obsession. You know, you see these um, plastic surgery and you see, mm-hmm. you know, people that are like, dude, what in the world happened to you? And they're just all consumed mm-hmm. with the littlest of imperfections. I think I've shared this story before. I was talking to a student one time about something and she wanted to be a singer and she wanted to, you know, be a superstar. And so we were talking and she had some hesitations to perform in front of people. And so I was asking her why. I mean, do you have a good voice? Do you think you, and she's like, no, my nose ratio to my top of my lip the tip of my nose is, is like off and I need to get that corrected. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was like the microest of mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. but to her it was a macro mm-hmm. and it was problematic. And then, you know, and so you start getting these little, you know, okay, here's an example, personalized example. People have always asked me, how come you haven't gotten a tattoo? Mm. Because <laughs> I get a tattoo, A, it's great. One day I look down. And it's off just a little bit because maybe my skin changes. And maybe that's going to drive phase. you nuts. Dude, yes. You that know would that. drive that you would crazy. Dri- I would sit there. I'd be like, okay, yes. well, no, put my skin back. I can't, that's why I can't do it. That would I make you crazy. I can't do it because yeah. it could look perfect when I get it. And then the moment because of skin, you know, age, whatever, it starts to just <laughs> askew a little bit like you're, like the banner thing. It yes. just skews a little bit. Yes. It'll drive me nuts. It'll drive you crazy. That's why I haven't done it. Yeah. And so. Uh, maybe you should put it on your back where you can't see it. But then I can't enjoy it. True. So, but True. that's the thing. It's like people have, you know, their body images. And so I, can't, I couldn't imagine what it's like for people to think what it is that they might be experiencing if it's like a, cons- and I'm talking unhealthy. If you're maybe you're overweight, you want to lose weight. It doesn't even have to be like, like that. Like it could be like, I'll tell on myself, this is, so I've, I've say that I've come really far. Right. And I have, but I just got back from a vacation, um, a COVID vacation. So it was, you know, completely different, but, um, my husband, we were, we were celebrating and my husband says, Oh, do you want to have dessert? And I started laughing and I said, no, because I've already had, I had a, um, margarita, which has a lot of sugar in it. I said, I've already have enough sugar. I said on this vacation, I'm already in the one piece instead of the two piece. So let's not make me wear shorts and the cover up on top of it. You know, too. So, yeah, you know, our body changes and it's not the same. And so then I'm out by the pool and I'm in my one piece, like for the first time in like years. And um, I was a little bit self-conscious of the way that I was sitting. 
or like because because my my um middle i'm having a um perimenopause and and all kinds of weird things and so my middle like sometimes i look like i'm like six months pregnant and um I was just like, okay, you know, trying to sit so that you suck it in. And so, and there's nothing And like, okay, I had to tell myself like, calm down. Like this, nobody cares. Nobody's looking, nobody's, but it, we get that in us that, that we have to be a certain way. And I'm looking around the pool at the other women and they're, um, adorable, a lot heavier than I was, but adorable, adorable suits, two piece suits. And I'm like, why, you know, what, what is my problem? And, and so it's silly. It's just, it's just silly, but anytime our body changes, um, and it keeps going up and down, like one day I look like I'm not pregnant at all. And then the next day I look like I'm six months pregnant. I'm like, what the heck is happening? Like, I can't keep up with this, like current, like this body. I it just is making me crazy. So it takes a lot of like gymnastics to be like, okay, it doesn't matter. You're still the same person. You just wear, you know, so I wear bigger blouses some days or I wear, you know, tighter clothes other days. It's like. But see, it's interesting because one of the trends that we talked about last week on TikTok briefly was this trend where you throw the shoe up in the air. So you, you, you appear on camera kind of plain Jane-ish and um, you throw the shoe in the air and then you or whatever. Okay. You throw the shoe in the air, you kick it, and then you transformed into some glamorous looking thing. Mm. There's been yeah. some adaptations to that, but that's pretty much what it is. Okay. So you've gone from normal or less than normal, I don't know, whatever, to now you're glam. Mm-hmm. And there are some people on there that, and that's been kind of fascinating because I'm like, look at them. I'm like, oh, I want to see how she transforms. <laughs> or even guys. I want to see how he transforms because it's like, wow, she, and, and there's yeah. been some that have been like, you expect, okay, I see where this is going to turn out. So mm-hmm. you get the ones, the nurses and the scrubs mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, we know how this is going to turn out. But then you get some people that are really frumpy mm-hmm. and they're like really bad. Mm-hmm. Hair is like rat's nest and everything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they do the thing and boom, it's like, wow, talk about a transformation. Mm-hmm. Then you ask yourself, would I be attracted to pre-shoe kicked <laughs> versus post-shoe kick? Pre-shoe kick, never. No, right. never. And that's Only the thing. Post. I look at these people, I'm like, why? Wow. How could anybody fall for that? And that's the thing. It's like that's the, the society that we're in. Right. And, and that's where then, of course, you got to get to the personality and stuff like that because there's more to substance to people than the, than the looks. If we just went on looks, we'd all be single, um, you know. And so you got to go for the substance. I and wouldn't. That, and that's no, why, of course, you wouldn't. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> you throw that Because you're always yeah. like, I'm so great. No, but, um, <laughs> but you would be the only one. You and hubby would be the only one. But that's the thing. It's like we, we put so much emphasis on the looks of people. Instead of the substance of mm-hmm. people. And as the substance of people starts to grow, you start to realize that, oh, this person is actually really cool, has a lot to offer, and is mm-hmm. actually more beautiful than just the mm-hmm. appearance. Because, yeah, we all like the wrapping mm-hmm. on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. but wake up to the next to them the next day and you're like, <laughs> dude, coyote ugly, I'm biting my arm off trying to get away from them, right? And so that's the thing. But and, we're, and we're all trained. To your defense, we are all trained of, of how we should be um, uh, pride of ownership. We're all trained of how we should be presentable. And so um, you're looking at the before pictures and you're saying, oh, heck, heck no, because that just looks horrible, right? right. Because, because you know you've been trained by magazine covers, by you know people on TV that 
that, you know, makeup does something for you, mm-hmm. right? It just mm-hmm. does. Makeup's never going to go away because we all look better with it. So, um, and we're trained like that. And so there was a picture of, um, uh, Jan from the Brady Bunch. Okay. What's her, not Maureen McCormick. Um, that's Marsha. Jan is, um, I forget her real name in life. Anyway, it was Jan. And so she was in this, somebody's tabloid, somebody took a picture of her. She was outside working in her yard. Okay, so she's like sweaty and her hair is kind of messy because it's it was a hot day. She was not wearing makeup, which who wears makeup when they work in the yard, right? And the sun, she was standing right in the sun. So there was all these like weird shadows. And so my husband looked at this picture and he's like, my God gosh, she looks horrible. And I was dying. I was melting. I felt so bad for her. And I'm like, okay, if I was standing in that kind of a sun with no makeup, with that angle, camera angle, I would also look like I'm going to haunt the house. Nobody looks good in that light. Right. You wouldn't look good in that light. If you were standing in that light and no makeup and that angle, I guarantee you people would be running for the hills. So, we judging them like, oh my gosh, she looks horrible. Well, yeah, because we're used to seeing her in makeup and, and full. I went to Uganda a few years ago and um, back in 2011, it wasn't a few years ago. So in 2011, and so this was in the days when I was like, there's, I'm not going even to the mailbox without lipstick right, on. Okay. I, I like, no, I'm not going anywhere. So I was putting on, uh, and we were laughing, you know, before we left for the trip, are we going to be wearing makeup in the bush? Like, Who's good? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm wearing makeup. Like I'm putting on foundation and I'm, there's no way I'm walking around without like, so they're all like, oh, here's Tara, you know, you know, proceed, whatever. I'm like, whatever, I'll take it. I'm not walking around without makeup. Well, come to find out. So they're walking around without, you know, makeup. I didn't have like the full on, you know, but enough to not scare people. So the guy the ho- there was a, an American couple who were the host. They they were there for the whole summer, so all these teams were coming in throughout the summer, and they stayed there the whole summer to be their um, host and take care of them. And so he said, um, and the owner of the company that we were with, they were like, "Man, wish some of these ladies would just put on some makeup." Oh wow! Like why do they come over here and let themselves like walk around like that? Because they're in Uganda. Like put some make. Like we have to look at you. Like oh, put some makeup funny. on. So we're trained that we want people to look a certain way, and and when they don't, when it's so like we were talking about in the last episode, just be you. So now I walk around a good part of the time because of COVID without makeup, mm. but I'm wearing a mask. Good thing. <laughs> so that's part of it. Yeah. But I do walk around a lot without makeup right now. I put on mascara and a little bit of eyebrow and I'm done. So people, I mean, we're just so used to seeing people mm-hmm. the way that they're, you know, yeah. the way they're supposed to look that when we don't, it's like, good God. And people ask me when I'm not wearing, are you tired? Are you sick? No, I'm just not wearing makeup. Well, the other thing too is, that, you know, we Photoshop it, uh, pictures even. So we get all glammed up, take the photo shoots, and then on top of that, we have to glam yeah, up the pictures. Yeah, we whiten our teeth, we make our eyes stand out, we get the right filter, the right, yeah. Although your Jan story, the most impressive thing about it is she was doing yard work. Yes, she was. Instead of like hiring somebody or whatever, she was doing it herself. Getting she out was there. doing it herself. Because I was going to make a reference to Kim Kardashian. I'm like, she would never do yard work. <laughs> no. No. Her, uh, I don't even think she makes her own salad. 
No. As far as And if she with, did, she'd be wearing makeup and yes. she'd be wearing, you know, the But whole. that's the thing. First it was keep up with the Joneses and now it's keep up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And there's this ever, you know, and, and you could take that with anything. It doesn't have to be looks. It could be me in my production value chasing, mm-hmm. you know, the Kardashians, that perfection, that whatever. Um, if it's your looks, if it's your weight, if it's your writing, if it's whatever it is, your painting, whatever it is you're doing. But then I also learned along the way, too, that whatever it is you do, first and foremost, you have to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing it for any other reason, I think I first learned this in baseball card collecting, because I grew up collecting baseball cards. Mm -hmm. And I just did it because I wanted to. I wanted the things. And then you get old enough to realize, ooh, maybe there's some money in the cards. You know, there's value in the cards. And so then people would start to buy cards based on the value. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to collectors, and they were like, no, no. You got to collect for yourself. You got to collect cards because you want to. It's a passion. You don't do it if you happen to get lucky and strike it, whatever. That's bonus. But you mm-hmm. don't want to go into it because it takes away from it. Right. It takes away from the enjoyment right. of collecting ball cards. You know, and this for me was baseball. And I'm like, yeah, that's, there's some truth to that. You know, uh, playing. You know, I I uh, dazzle. Uh, I played a little bit of drums out of high school and college, and was learning learned that from my instructor, uh, the drum teacher. He was like. Because you want to compete with everything, you know, and all what everybody else has. And he's like, you know what? What, do you, what sound do you want? If you like the sound of smashing a trash can lid, because back in the day, the trash cans were metal or aluminum. And mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm. lids were aluminum. So like instead of a cymbal, smash a trash. If that's the sound you want, do what you want to do. Take it and just do it for you, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the thing. And so for me, fortunately, I came across a, def- a couple different uh, entities that relate to absolutely nothing that taught me. First and foremost, you got to do it for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting the show, do it for me, you know, and then hopefully do it for you. Uh, when I do the Sunday night things, it's mainly for me, but then hopefully other people get it from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but in that, doing it for me, then yes, there are other uh, agendas or other things I'd like to accomplish. Hopefully people listen and get, you know, words or relate or whatever. Um, and that's awesome. But it's not the intent to like, I'm here to help you and stuff <laughs> and everything. You know, it's like, no. Most of it is, is like we've talked about, it's therapeutic. We have, you know, crappy days, you know, the stuff we stepped in, and we come here and we basically have our therapy every every time we get together to talk about <laughs> stuff. And then at the end, we're like, hey, we feel great, you know, because we're talking about stuff we're dealing with. Um, the people and, listening to us feel awful because we dumped it all on yeah, them. Yeah, no, they're like, hey, great. it's a great week. Let's listen. I'm depressed. <laughs> so then you go listen to music and they'll pick you up. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but so that's the thing. So, again, when it comes back to the whole idea of, of doing something or having something consume you to the point we become this ugly person, whatever it might be. And sometimes it's hard to self-identify with that. You mm-hmm. might need someone to tell you. But we have to be in tune to that because we don't want to let those things consume us. You know, We don't want to miss out in the moment. Someone told me a story one time. They were at uh, the Greek Theater, which is a concert venue here in Los Angeles. And I guess uh, Paul McCartney was playing. And they were like in the third row. And somebody in front of them in the second row at a Paul McCartney concert had the camera and was filming and looking through the whole thing through the lens of the camera Mm -hmm. instead of just putting the camera down. That's Paul McCartney, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, we miss the moments if we get too consumed in whatever it is that's consuming us. And in this case, maybe it was getting this thing on video instead of just enjoying it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we got to do. We got to take the time. If we're painting, paint for yourself. If you're doing a podcast, do it for yourself. If you're doing music, art, makeup, do it for yourself Mm -hmm. and don't necessarily do it because you want other people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people are in like TikTok we've been talking about lately because they want other people 
and they want fans and they want to grow right. and they want other recognition from other people to do it. And that whole kick the shoe thing transformation, which is what it is. It's like, mm-hmm. look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, look how glamorous I can become. And that's great. You know, all power yeah. to you because I think it's actually kind of cool to see the transformation. It's kind of, you know, mind blowing to see, wow, you're that and now you're mm-hmm. that. Holy mm-hmm. cow. And there's some people, I'll be honest, there's some people I'm like, there's no way. There's no way this person is going to be like, whoa. Yeah. And they pull it off. And they, and they do. Well, they probably make themselves look worse than they are, too, to that make sure be. that yeah, the dramatic that effect yeah, is, you know, be. super, super long. But I, but I think, you know, for, for me, it definitely was my Schmeagel because I was covering up what was not so good on the inside. And so, you know, trying to make the outside outside look as polished as possible to kind of cover that up and kind of soothe it. And I really did feel like there were times in my life that if I walked into a room or if I went somewhere and I felt like I didn't measure up, then I would feel like embarrassed and it was hard for me to have a conversation. I would feel really down on myself, like, oh my gosh. And I would, I would be consumed with this. I didn't measure up or I'm not good enough or, or whatever. Thank God that part of my life is over. But I really that really consumed me, you know, for a long time. And then, like you said, like when it comes to art, like you have to do it for your passion first. Um, I also got into a lot of, there's a lot of entrepreneur things online that you can look at and they'll say, Oh, grow your audience. If you do this Mm. program, um, you can grow your audience. And if you follow this, um, you can get on TV and you don't have to have a book or whatever. There's people online that will teach you how to um, be socially savvy and to gain an audience and to get people to buy things. The thing is, is that I was getting caught up with that as opposed to developing my voice, figuring out who I was doing it for me. Um, and I would be like, Oh, I can do this program. I can do that program. I can get followers. I can get paid. But then I had nothing to sell or nothing to advertise. And that's really at the end of the day, not what I want to do anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. like, and so it's very, so that also kind of became my schmeagle. It's like, Oh, I just want to be noticed. I want to have, followers and likes and, and, you know, get an audience. And even for the podcast, like it's, it's, you know, we are doing it for ourselves. We are building our craft and we could say that if, you know, we're not as interested, you know, in, in building an audience, but that is a lie because we do, you want to the validation of what we're doing. And so I think, um, keeping it in check and, and practicing the craft of what it is you are doing, um, I do believe that it does pay off at some point in one way or another. If you're following your passion and you're doing your craft and you're putting the time into it and perfecting it and, and making it better and making it better and making it better, it will pay off at some point. So I, so I don't, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, we don't care about, you know, because I, I was just telling someone yesterday, I'm like, oh, I still only have 300 followers on Instagram. But do I go out and actively try to get people? No, because that's just not my style. And so I'm just doing my thing. There's barely anybody looking at it, but that's okay. And, you know, we have goals and directions and practicing our craft. And at the end of the day, that's what it that's what it takes. Like you have to just really be you and figure out who you are and what your unique voice and what you bring to the table and then just do it and just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And eventually it will pay off. Speaking of growing an audience, please go to our Instagram (laughs) and join us, follow us, like us, two steps ahead podcast, uh, TWO at two steps ahead podcast. There's a link in the bio. You click the link, 
options will come up, places for you to listen to us, places you can watch us, like on YouTube, a swag shop. So there's different uh, things right there in the link in the bio. Two Steps Head Podcast, TWO. Also, my personal Instagram is uh, Edem Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And again, I have a link in the bio for a bunch of stuff too. So uh, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, and Edem Rocks is uh, where you can find me and her. And you are also at? I am at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. There's also a link in my bio that will take you to my website. There you can find my blog. You can find a podcast video library. You can find the swag shop, uh, all kinds of merchandise there as well. Okay, so you're ready for my sign language? Yes. Okay, so this is what I learned. Are you going to tell us what you said or are you just going to make us look it up? No, I'm going to do it. Okay. You are beautiful. I love you. Wow. So remember, you are beautiful. I love you. Rock on. <laughs> but you can look up that one. BS. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Highline the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Be kind and... Don't be an a-hole. See you next time.